welcome back. We are the Blunt Boys. Welcome. I love your voice. I love it's Papa Bear in the morning, baby. Ooh. You sound so nice right now, man. I love your voice. Thank you. I feel you. sexual. Mm, oh, Kevin's I can care less you for. You weren't him. talking to me. Billy's. He wasn't talking to me. Saucy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. It's the midnight hour. Midnight hour. We're we're pushing 11:45, but you yeah. know what? There's no time that stops us. There's we, no limit, boys. No, we there's push, no limit. We push content whether you love it or you just like it. And I'm rain, excited sleep, for snow meatballs. Today's content, man. It's rain, sleek snow, snowballs or meatballs. meatballs. I'm ready for it. Yeah, there's a good meatball. It's a good meatball. It's a good meatball. It's a good meatball. Much. Hey, you come over after work. I'll give you a fucking cannoli, huh? You know, Henry. All right, cannoli hey, from Henry's. Huh? Henry's a good yeah. guy. What so do we got on? on the docket? So tonight we're doing an episode of historic history, okay. and the first story I have of you, for you, have of you, have for you, is of a Greek philosopher, and his name is. Diogenes. I think that's how you say his name. That is how you, I I looked up some of this man's sayings. I I, I I'm he ready. is uh he has some fucking one liners for you guys. Oh, he's the sassiest dude. This is the one sassiest. of them that I read today. Um, when asked what was the proper time for supper, if you are a rich man, whenever you please, and if you're a poor man. Whenever you can. Mm. Oh, little saucy Ooh. nips. Uh, here's another one. Uh, in a rich man's house, there is no place to spit but his face. <laughs> this is from a guy. So, how do you say his name again? Diogenes. Diogenes. I, I think that's how you say I was his saying name. Diognesis. I'm not too sure, but I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name. Yeah. I never want a spelling bee. He, so. uh, I am... Uh, just so you guys know, I am from the Greek descent. Uh, have you guys ever heard of Zeus? We can tell from mm. your hair. I pretty much am a son. I noticed the tattoo on your arms. I am the embodiment of that man. I, I am, uh, it's pretty, my last name is... Fox everything. Papala Thomas. And uh, it's a strong fucking name. Wait, you're... Uh, in Greek, in Greek mythology, mm-hmm. it's Papala Thomas. Your name Ar- Arthur? Uh, Arthur no, is... No, that's your... That's, that's like, like your family's my, last yeah, name, right? That's my family's last oh, name. Oh, I yeah. get it. Yeah, I'm, so I'm they came it. all the way from Greece. Uh, yes, they're um, descendants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And um, I think that's where I get my orange uh, orange beard from. If you guys... Uh, no, a lot of you guys want to know what Papa Bear looks like, and I get it all the time. You guys want me to send nudes, I will send them. But <laughs> I have pitch black hair from my papa, my dad, Chicano, black hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, the orange hair... On my beard and pubes comes from my grandfather and his brother on my mom's side, and he has an orange beard. But yeah, he's 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 Greek, thick and through. So it's pretty cool. Papa Thomas, look us up. Hashtag it. Papa's got a huge Papa penis. Anyways, um, pretty cool though. <laughs> really cool. This guy had a lot of great lines. Those. Uh, this guy was um, he's a philosopher. Uh, philosopher. Wait, let's not let's not give all the lines out first. Let's. Does he have a little background, Billy? Oh yes. See, let's tell so the people who he is. So this guy is an, uh, a rival or adversary, whatever the fuck you want to call it, to Plato. And Plato, as some people know, was... It's the, fun to form. Well, he was Alexander the Great's teacher, right? Mm-hmm. So Plato is, you know, he's quoted throughout history, and whatever, right? One of the greatest philosophers ever. This dude fucking trolled the shit out of Plato. So, one of his best quotes is, Plato's quoted as saying, uh, man is nothing but an unfeathered biped, right? And so what this guy did was he basically plucked all the feathers. You don't have a feather. Like, you're basically an animal that walks on two feet. Yeah. Yeah. So what Diogenes did was he took a chicken, plucked all the feathers off of it, went to Plato's school, walked in, Put the chicken in front of everybody and said, "Behold, a man." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, That's he, a big middle finger. He learned from from Aristenes, whatever, some some other philosopher. But his main tenet was to be a fully uh, virtuous and aware human being. 
you need to completely get rid of all um, uh, so like social statuses um, and material possessions. So delete your Facebook, delete your Instagram, mm-hmm. everything. TikTok, starting Saturday, dude. Your OnlyFans, you may be making nuts, money, bro. but is it is it is it moral money? That's the question. Yeah. So he's even quoted as he only he lived in a wine cask, so a giant barrel that isn't mm-hmm. being used anymore in the middle of the Athenian marketplace. He, he shit outside of that fucking barrel. He lived in that barrel. And he just yelled at people as they walked by. He'd yell philosophical bullshit. So just, you don't know what it means to think or Sounds some like shit. Sounds like a normal day in downtown Oxnard. Right? Thank you. Or L.A. So, yeah. or New York. Or anywhere. Chicago. That's a suburb. Yes. Any, any downtown. Detroit. Downtown area. <laughs> Around 12 o'clock. But he, he had a bull. Or a cup, excuse me, that he used to eat and drink out of. And then he saw a kid, poor kid, drinking water out of his hands and threw his cup away and, and said, I don't need that. He was he kinda reminds me a lot of like a Walt like Whitman before Walt Whitman, you know? Exactly. Yeah. He has so many Great philosophies. Uh, dude, he's just got so many one-liners where I'm just like, man, I love that one. I live by that one. I live by this one. I live by that one. Uh, yeah. He's the king of don't give a fuck. That's what I feel like about this guy. Literally. Alexander the Great comes to meet him because he hears about this great philosopher, right? And he's like, I want to meet this guy, Diogenes. I want to learn some shit, right? I want to be smart. I want to philosophize and shit. And he's Plato's rival, and I don't really like Plato, so fuck that guy, right? So he shows up, and Diogenes is, like, laying on the side of a hill, and he's sunbathing, and he's just enjoying the sun. He's napping, and Alexander walks up, and he goes, I'm Alexander the Great. Diogenes goes, that's nice. Who are you? <laughs> there's, there's, three, there's three quotes that I really like. He told him to, hold on, let me finish real quick, because Alexander goes, I'm the emperor. I can give you anything you want. What do you want? And he goes, move out of my son. <laughs> the guy was a boss, man. And so Alexander goes, okay. And he moves out of the sun, and he keeps talking to the guy. And then he lays down next to him, and he's like, you know what? If I were not Alexander the Great, I would want to be Diogenes. Mm. Diogenes goes, you know what? If I were not Diogenes, I'd want to be myself, too. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can the you? balls on this man? <laughs> this I don't want to be me too. There's, there's three quotes that I, I gotta I gotta share with you guys that I thought would be phenomenal. Okay. One of them is we have two ears and we have one tongue, so that we would listen more and talk less. Mm. Interesting. Dogs and philosophers do the greatest good. And get the fewest rewards. Truth. That's a good one, man. That that is. Mm. Here's the last one. No Mm. man is hurt but by himself. That to me made a lot of sense. It was just, um, but uh, phenomenal, man. This guy had had all the one-liners, all the lines. I feel like uh, again reincarnation. It's a papa bear. Not giving a fuck. Alexander the Great. Comes up to you and you say, move out, move of, my out of my sunlight. Sun. Just move, please, because I'm already shining. And he does it. And he does it. And then he goes, you know, you got a big dick. And you're like, you know what? I know. I'm uncircumcised. <laughs> Can you imagine, dude? So I mean, awesome. literally the balls when you, on that man. When you sent me the information, like, this is the guy, di- di- uh, again, Diogena, uh, how do you- Diogenes. Diogenes. I, as soon as I looked him up, I was like, this guy is me. No fucks given. Always letting you know, like, hey, this is how yeah. big it is. It's not big, but it's it's, it's, it's big good, enough, It's baby. good enough. It's big reality, enough baby girl. I love it. that. I love that. Yeah, dude, that's pretty nuts. Like, just the simplicity and the confidence, right? Because it kind of, all these one-liners that you're saying, it strips away all the, all like the flip, the... What's the word? Not frivolous. Things that you draw strength and confidence from from that aren't Mm -hmm. real. Strips you Mm -hmm. from it. Mm -hmm. Right? And you come across a man who has nothing. 
You to say, lose? And he well, has the strongest belief. Well, yeah. And he goes, and you go, what What can I give you? I can give you anything. And he goes, you can't give me the sunlight that you're standing in front of. He, oh. He, so you can see it as a joke, but you can also see it as him knocking him down with, you know, you can't give me anything. You can't give me everything. Turn you? around and look up. Can you, Papa? Because his whole his whole philosophy was, you don't need this material shit, right? You need what you need to get by physically, obviously, but you don't need the ashtray. You don't need the lighter. You don't need the special, you know, keychain that you keep your keys on. You don't need. You, you don't, don't need, need any you don't of need that much, bullshit. Dude. You don't even need the fucking house because look at me living in a fucking cask yeah. barrel, yeah, taking a know? shit on all y'all's walls, <laughs> shitting next to it. And then yelling at everybody, and y'all still love me. That's the best part. And it wasn't even like the Athenians were like, oh, yeah, it's a fucking this crazy fucking motherfucker guy. down yeah, there. Yeah. You know? Diagenist. Here oh, he goes again. Hey, we love this guy. Some kids came in. There's a story. Some kids came in and fucked his cask up because they're thinking, oh, it's that weird, crazy bum down on the street, right? Let's fuck <laughs> his fucking cask up. Yeah. So they fuck his cask up and they break it. All those kids got their asses beaten. Because they did that to him. Respect. And then they replaced the cask. Respect. Yeah, that shows you that he he really had a hold. Like, he really had a truth where people didn't want to lift him up because lifting him up... And when I say lift him up, I mean putting him in a house. He didn't want it. Put him in a mansion. No, that wasn't what he taught. That was, He wouldn't have taken it. And you're going to insult him the more you offer it to him. Exactly. Right? So how about we just go sit down and we learn... Give him food. How do you right. buy a guy that you can't buy? That's really what it is, man. Dude, so, and dude, that's and the best a good part. Question, here's yeah. the best part. He gets captured by pirates because pirates find out, hey, Athens has these really great scholars. One of which is this dude, Dion, Di, Di, Diogenes. Dialysis. I just almost had a stroke. <laughs> so, they go to go get him. Peritoneal dialysis. They find him walking around the marketplace, kidnap his ass. Right, and they say, "Listen, what kind of skills do you have?" And he goes, "I am a leader of men. Take me to your king, and I will become his master." So they take him to Corinth, which is where they're from. Yeah. Take him to the king, and they're like, "Listen, we don't, we don't know what the fuck to do with this guy. He's weird. He smells like shit. I think he peed himself. Just <laughs> fucking take him. You know, yeah. he's spouting some shit we don't understand." Like, whatever, dude. So he takes him. This dude ends up teaching the king's kids and grandkids until he's like 90-something years old. And he dies of old age. So basically, his entire life was a job application. (laughs) And then he got hired. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, good for him. That's how philosophers build up their their resume, I guess. I don't know. Well, like... (laughs) I was thinking about, uh, I mean, everyone find. I mean, especially in those times, you have to find that one job that can sustain you, right? Take care of you. And it reminds me a lot of these music teachers like Bach and Beethoven. Bro, you read my mind. Dude. You That's what I was and you have to survive. Keep going. Keep going. This is you have good. to survive somehow. Even though you are a genius, just like Diogenes and Dialysis, you know, like, but you have to somehow stay afloat even though the world doesn't kind of know your your talents they don't recognize they don't recognize your genius just yet yeah but the ones that do will pay you for it and the ones that do are kind of like all right i need to kind of keep it to myself no one else well it's like you can't recognize your genius like you can have all the self-confidence in the world right but if you're not getting paid if you're not getting that feedback, right? Because this world we live in today, it's, it's instantaneous it's feedback. It's instant feedback. That's what, right? we, that's what we thrive off of, yes. Right. So a lot of these guys, they didn't know that they were fucking great until a long time after they died. Some didn't even know that. Yeah, right. they were like, great. We're talking Mozart. We're talking Beethoven. I tripped, Einstein, yes. I tripped my mom out the other day talking about Beethoven. Oh, yes. Right? And like, why he was deaf is it's rumored that he had syphilis. And she's like, "Well, how did he get civil?" It's like, "Mom, he was he was, he, he was doing things. He was doing bad things. Not and supposed she, to do." No, I read that he was born deaf. I'm like, "Okay, well, you read no. wrong, honey." Right? <laughs> like, I love my it was mom. Too good. I love her. So, like, 
You know the song for Elise? For Elise, yes. Okay. So if you look up that's so he's an old old fucking guy with a STD. Yeah. Yes. Right. No, 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 so F U R Elise it pretty much means for Elise. He wrote that song for Elise. Like I think she was either 13 or 15. Fell in love, got obsessed, got infatuated with a minor. Right, but the laws weren't the same. But it, you can look at it like, oh, he fell in love and wrote a beautiful song, or he wrote a song for job security because he got hired as her tutor, right? And that's how he was making money. And he's got all these great songs, but no one gave a fuck about it at the time, right? So he's like, dude, I gotta get in. I gotta marry I gotta f- rich. I gotta find a way, kind of like that movie. With uh, Parasite, I kind of feel like. Dude, that is such a good movie. You know, that where you have, such to, a good you have to do whatever you can to make it. To make it. And, oh, you, you need me to be a painter? I'll be a painter that day. You know, <laughs> be but the best fucking painter be you've ever seen. Well, it's, survi- it's, just, it's like, think about it, dude. If you lose your job tomorrow and you have no job, right, and you, for whatever reason, can't use your degree to get a job, you're going to be desperate to get a job in whatever field possible, right? Yeah. Like, you are going to be willing to, yeah, I'll paint that fucking wall. Yeah, I'll fucking take that roof yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll of course. Especially in those sweep times. that yeah. shit. I'll do that whatever the fuck because I've, you There's know. There's some guys I won't even do that. Mm-hmm. I know. I know that. I know that. But, like, that's that's the crazy part was, like, I think what's what trips me out is those... Back in that time period, like in today's today's time period, I, I remember my dad telling me at one point, he was like, worst comes to worst, Artie, I will do this to make money. And I was like, man, that's crazy, Dad. You would do that? And he was like, you would do the same if you were me. I'd sell drugs. And then I'm like, not sell drugs, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, But like my dad was, no, but like my dad would never do that. But like he would do the utmost. He would Work five jobs. He would be up at all hours of the night, you know, whatever. Maybe no sleep, to, whatever. But whatever know. the fuck it was to, like, make ends meet. But also, that way it kind of fed his ego and then on top of, like, you know. It, but that's how I kind of feel with a lot of um, these, like, I don't know. Like, back back in those times, guys were willing to do anything. People were willing to do anything to, to sustain that living, man. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, I think about it now. I'm In 2020... My ego carries, it's sad to say this, it carries more weight than my fucking paycheck. Because that's what gets me through the day. I don't need my paycheck to get me through the day. I need my ego to get me through the day. That's a fact. Like, I don't, I know how much I make. I know how much I'm, but I, that's, no. I I know how much, and so it makes me sad. But, like, if my ego alone will get me through... Mm-hmm. To work the next day, mm-hmm. and then it'll get me through the work of the week. There's a reason, and then exists. you know, Papa Bear will be back on top, and then I will feel sufficient again. But yeah, man, it's a trip to to listen to, um, and yeah, I would do anything possible. You know, if I need to hang out, he got captured, which again, you don't have many options once you're captured. Well, and like, and and like. You know, going off of what you're saying, you, that one time. you know, back then it's it's like, and even for him, you know, he he, his his focus was never even, you know, I don't need a house, I don't need money, you know, the people of Athens are it's taking like, care. You of live me. like a fucking monk, guys yeah. like that. You can't buy, you can't fucking at all. Yeah, dude, I think it's a trip. Guys like that, those are the guys, fucking deadly. You know, those are the guys that fucking. Yep. They, they don't work. They don't have a time period. They don't. They, yeah, it's. It, I I love guys like that, but at the same time, I'm also an influencer, and I know I no matter what it is, I ain't gonna work, man. You're gonna have to take more than fucking money. Well, what's a like a natural, instinctual thing that men do in any species of animal? You're always. Just for survival instinct, you're always sizing the next guy. Sizing the next guy, yeah. Right, and then um, so that's what that was. Yeah, like he's sizing him up basically, and he looks at you and he goes, "I don't see size." Yeah, how do you beat a guy that doesn't fucking do that? Right, he looks at you and he goes, "Fuck your game." He says to me, "I'm the size of the world." So I mean, but again, this guy he got captured and he says, "Listen, 
You take me to your fucking leader. They they asked him, what skills do you have? And he literally said, I am a leader of men. Take you me know? to your king, and I I'll will become his you. master. That's some fucking balls. But right it's, n- it's, it's not saying... I'm better than him. I'm smarter than him. I'm more capable than him. It's just saying, no, I can lead him mm-hmm. in a way that he's never been led. Exactly. Because he realizes, what is your king more than likely focused on? Material shit. Wealth. Power. All that bullshit. Control. Control. Sizing up a country and realizing, I could take that. But how do you see a person who doesn't see... How do you take a person who doesn't see country? Mm-hmm. Right? How do you pay a person? They don't see size. Size does not matter. There was, a, there was there was something I was... I was And this is kind of off topic, but... Uh, it was an MMA fight. And one fighter said, Every time I step in that ring, I am prepared to die. I am ready. Israel, to die. I die. Style bender. Style oh. bender, baby. And the difference is, you're not. The difference is you're not ready to do that. Have you seen that replay of the fight? Oh, my gosh. Where they start in round three, and he looks, and he goes, I'm ready. I'm prepared to die. <laughs> yes. And it, it's one of those things where you kind of get, like, as a as a man, for me being, I'm 230 plus, right? But I look at a man who has who says that, you know, just without even a blink. He's got the weight of the world. I see that I'm like, dude. No matter what, I think you're gonna kill me and do whatever you can to he kill. He doesn't me. care how big you he are. He doesn't care how big. To I he doesn't care who you are. Gonna, and that's where he I'm like, he doesn't care how skilled you that. are. Yeah. Now imagine None that, of that in your mind. In your mind, dude. And you're never gonna kill my. And you're, and that's where uh, it, it just it trips me out to see how many people or just have that willpower and mind mindfulness, just like the, the Diogenes or what, they have that, and it's so infectious. Yeah. And it's so, I need that. This will not survive unless I have that. Well, it's and that I'd... kind of strength of, like, belief, yes. right? Where, like, not only because so often we see people, especially today, like, they believe super heavily in something, right? But they use it as a pedestal to look down on people, yeah. right? And there's nothing powerful about that. There's nothing that, that, that teaches people anything about that kind of a situation. Nothing, right? So... And then you meet, you hear about somebody like this, where it's like, this dude, and he reminds me a lot of that samurai we were talking about, yeah. for the the one that wrote the book that yeah. you were talking about, the yeah, five rings or, or the five circles or something 16 like that. Until he was twenty nine. The power of belief. So no, 13. just like that samurai, he one hundred percent fully. With every fiber of his being, was ready. Believes in the teachings that he was taught, which was, I do not need this material shit to be a good human being. His and name, be intelligent, is Mia, Miyamoto Musashi. Perfect. So lived in the mountains, never showered, never combed his hair. Dude, but went can undefeated. You see the parallels. They do. Sixteen. They believe in the same thing. See how in, he lives like a hermit, out. just like fucking Diogenes or whatever. Isn't you but know? But what they're doing is it's it's that brings them back to that root. One hundred percent. I'm going to push myself into this way of life. Yeah, I love because that. Because I believe. I love that. that it works. I have this thing where if you if. I don't know why. And that's strong, man. Like that's I, some strong shit. I it, it is, dude. It, for me though, it's like if you can be, if you believe that much into one thing, one it's thing, happen. you know. I mean, it's going to somehow spark my interest to believe also in that. Yeah, Not only just that one thing, but also maybe in you with a little bit like, all right. That's I what he says. See that. The, dude, it was yeah. enough to get Alexander the Great to be like, "Who is this guy? Get out of here." I want to come talk to him. And then he goes to talk to him and he's like, "Hey, bitch, you're standing in my son. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a he talks about I don't know why I went undefeated and he doesn't he the, the samurai we're talking about. He doesn't um give it to oh I'm great. I'm the best. He doesn't give it to that. He doesn't give it to a god. He doesn't no. give it to a all un, unseen being. He doesn't say that. He goes he just speculates. Right? And he speculates that I am this way, and I have probably gone 60 and 0 because I am so dedicated 
to the basic, most original forms of fighting, and I practice it daily. Uh-huh. It, it wasn't something that he drew from an ethereal place where he, he, oh, I don't understand, it's given to me. You know, I have a gift that's given to me from a higher... No, it was, I think that I am the best at what I do because I am dedicated to the most basic foundational aspects of what made me who I am. Kind of goes into the, the um, you know, part of the problem we got going on with people today where they want, they want instant gratification, right? Yeah, They're not they willing to lay the groundwork down. No pain, no gain, baby. You know, and people don't realize that if you really want to be that good, you need to do the same thing day in, day out, consistently for as long as you want to be good and the best. Right. You know, like that dude, you know, I don't know what kind of fucking drills he's doing as a samurai, but it's like, he knew if I do this, or at least he believed if I do this every day, consistently, I'm going to be good. And who was his opponent? Himself. Himself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Exactly. The man, I forget what the quote was, but who, who makes him hurt? Himself, man. The only man, the only person who can hurt you is yourself. That's it. Yeah. Same thing with your goals, aspirations, your dreams. Um, yeah, man. I, I feel like that's been a lot of uh, my frustration with a couple things. Is just, um, I want to push myself and excel in a lot of things, and sometimes I, you know, hold these expectations and. I just miss or whatever the fuck it is, but you hold yourself to these standards and it's so frustrating. And then you have your 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 buddies or whatever it is tell you like it's all right, you know, it's okay or whatever it is, but it's like no, no, no. I have you know what Diogenes would say? So you shot for the stars, right? I'm missing land on the and clouds. And you miss and you landed on the clouds. That's human. It is. But I want to be godly. That's normal. I so keep doing that. I'm going to. Keep doing it. Yeah, but it's a uh, it's a weird it's a weird little chase. But, yeah, stay small, live small. But, you know, you think big, you're going to live big and live long. So the next next story I have for you guys is a little less, it's a lot less philosophical, and it's a little more um, laid on us, comical. So um, have you guys heard of the molasses tsunami of Boston? Molasses tsunami of mm. Boston. I've heard of the molasses. Wait. Molasses? I've heard of great molasses. So you know what molasses is, right? It's a... For everybody that doesn't know, molasses is sugar that has been burnt. Right, and you can eat it. Cooked so that it is now a syrup. Slow as molasses. That's right. Exactly. Comes from a tree. So, yep. So... Like Warren Sapp. What happened is in 1919 in Boston, there was about a 90-foot wide tank that kept... Hot molasses in it for whiskey. Okay. That tank was held about 20 feet above the ground on the second floor of a building. And that tank exploded. Hmm. It released so much molasses that the wave that came out of the building and flooded the streets of Boston in that area was 15 feet high. What year was this? 1919. So in 1919, this shit exploded onto the streets of Boston. Wow. Okay, wait. So was it so hot? F- Did it kill people? Yep. And Can you it imagine contained, drowning it in contained, Hold on. It contained <laughs> two, two and a half million tons of hot molasses. What the fuck was this tank made out of? I don't know, but it fucking sucked because it broke. Why did they put it there? Idiots. That's that they apparently were using the molasses to make whiskey, which Tennessee makes sense. Whiskey. So what happened was, um, it all in all, twenty-one people were killed, and about one hundred and fifty were injured. It was a giant, a literal giant wave. Of sugar 
that just kind of took over part of the town. People got caught in it and died where they got caught. 21 people died. Can you imagine dying because you got caught in hot sugar? You know what I, I, I just saw recently? No, I can't imagine. I don't want to imagine. But I, that's a sweet death. <laughs> <laughs> hey Sorry. Woo! You know what I tripped out about? There was a guy in Colorado that, um, it was in the year 2004, 2006, this happened. 2004, he bought this huge, like, land of property. And he wanted to, uh, like, have a, a sewage line that hooked up mm-hmm. into, into the city. This guy was, like, net worth, like, worth uh, $2.4 million. And the city did, didn't allow it. So this guy decided to say, fuck the city. He built a tank. He built his own. He was the best welder, like welder, in the in the county. Okay. Yeah, he went on like a rampage, right? Went on a rampage. Yeah, he was, uh, he, until he got to like the the this city is building. This is on Netflix. City council. Yeah. It's called Threat. Or some shit. Yeah. This guy uh, not only held like a list of people that he was gonna knock out and kill. He decided that he was gonna knock out all their businesses and homes too. Yep. With this tank. He decided to tractor, build. Right? It was a tractor that was built into a tank. It had all these you welded. See uh, the pictures shut. of it, dude. It's fucking it's a insane. fucking tank. And well, then I remember, yeah. He would. And he r- had a rifle that he was shooting. And then out. he had a, he had a he had a fifty cal mm-hmm. out the back. Mm-hmm. And this thing had air conditioning inside it. He had five monitors. That was so he was able to you know see everything. But dude, it is one of those things where. Instead of you going against your own, like, state, you're going against your own fucking county, basically, your own city, and you're saying, fuck these people, and you're you're locking up, and you're making your own little fucking army. If he had a couple other people helping him out, that whole fucking... If he had he would have Ramboed, a couple million tons Rambo would have been real. I th- yeah. it, it made me trip out because I it was like... Let it go. It made me... Let think that Ram- like, because I remember watching Rambo go. and thinking like that would never happen. First like, blood, somebody, yeah, first blood, like somebody That's would fucking movie, come in on nowhere. Cobra, Sylvester Stallone would come out of nowhere and fucking shoot you with his fucking handgun. Mm-hmm. That's what would happen. Mm-hmm. No, this guy ended up offing himself because the government. I mean, it just seemed like they had no way of getting to this guy. They had yeah. no way of entering. The they fucking, couldn't get into the tank. They couldn't get they into shot the, tank. the tank, and nothing was happening. They tried to explode it. They tried to do all these things. Nothing. It was impenetrable. Impenetrable. Yeah, man. So crazy. And yeah, at the end, this guy was. He left a, an audio recording, and he let you know like his plan from the jump. And but it was just nuts to see that. It scares me to see what man can do. If he gets pushed to a certain limit. Yeah. And he has so much. He's also psychotic. And he has a little bit of potential. This guy was the best welder in let's town. Just, Everyone knew just, who this guy was. Let's just say he's a fucking psycho. I'm right? not saying he's Che Guevara. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm. No. Or whatever. No, he was pushed to the edge. He that was guy pushed that he's to the talking fucking about, edge. Like, he had all kinds of sanctions put on him. For You've no seen it, right? You've seen people, it? Yeah. Because people seen didn't it, watch dude. it. Dad, and it's. Cool you shirt. can tell for whatever reason. Whether it was his own problems with the way he handled situations yep. or the way he talked to people or, or whatever, for whatever reason, that city council did not like him. And he, anything that he, he tried called to the city do, council good old down. boys. And it reminded me a lot of like the NASCAR, where you're like, you're, you have, even if you, you do the right things, you do all these things, if, the, if these guys don't give you the if okay, if they don't like you, you're not playing, you're not racing, you're not in. And it's, it just is like, can you imagine? At a certain age, having all the success and all this stuff, and still not being liked by your own goddamn fucking county in your still own not city. Accepted. And you're like, fuck it, man. It's me against the world. Tupac. It's nice. Fuck. Now, my question is what does that have to do with molasses? Nothing. Oh, exactly. I mean, the, the, the fact that the city. I'm um, just being a dick. I'm sorry. No, 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 dude. A great story. I think it's crazy. The city. 21, Two things 20... that ruined a city and hurt a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that guy's fucking nuts, dude. Definitely agree that he was psycho. High, high level of ingenuity. But also agree that it seems like he was kind of pushed to that point. Yeah. You know. Is that the way to handle it? 
Probably not. That's a question for God. Yeah. But, dude, that thing was... I mean, if he hadn't shot himself, that dude probably could have gotten a job with the U.S. military. What you look at is the moral balance, right? And, like, people go, it's never okay to hurt people. It's never okay. But it's like when you look at somebody who's ostracized, outed, villainized... What are they supposed to do? Just tuck their tail? Well, I just the well, the only reason why I thought of it was because just like the the molasses, like the city, I don't even know where it's at. Where where is the city at? Boston. Boston, right? Like this little fucking town in Colorado is forever known as that one place. As that one fucking place where this guy went ape shit and yeah. killed and fucking destroyed the whole yeah. fucking town, city hall, and everything. It's fucked up. And it was 2006. Shit, dude. Oh, it's like, you remember that bank robbery? Where. Oh, yeah, the guy tried to. Uh, there's like two he, or three he, guys. Yeah, and he had his head explode, right? No, they had like. What? They had body armor. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. They had yeah. body armor. Yeah. They yeah. had automatic rifles yeah. with, with uh, armor piercing rounds. And it was before the time. It's out here in LA. Yeah, it was before the time where police officers had high-powered rifles in their vehicles or shotguns in their vehicles, and all they had was their sidearms. Their fucking sidearms, right? yeah. And these guys, literally, they robbed the bank, <laughs> and I don't think anybody died, which is crazy. Like, a lot of cops got injured, but no no cop died. The only people that died were... The two victims. The actual robbers. Right, and, like, they had fucking full-on body armor, and yeah. they're just... And you're looking at a threat that literally cannot be stopped. Like, the next thing is you gotta call in the army. Because these are what the fuckers are doing. and Even SWAT wasn't, like, SWAT helped a little bit, but not, they... They couldn't do shit, they bro. Could, yeah. And they're just walking down the street in that, what was like, a Cutlass or some shit, some car they had. But it's just looking at the, it's like, these guys are, they're fuck, okay, they're, first of all, they're psychopaths, right? Because you don't want to be, you shouldn't be fucking shooting high-powered rifles at people who have families to go to at night. But, like, second, they're fucking crazy smart, dude. Like, there's no thing that they did not plan for. Yeah. You know, that's scary. It's like a way to live your life, dude. There's people that walk amongst you that are just like that. You know, and it's just, it's, you know, it's scary and it, it shakes you at your moral core. But also at the same time, it's like, hey, how the fuck have I been living my life? Well, it's like we have these social norms, right? And part of that is you do what society wants you to do relatively. Yeah. You know, get a job, live your life, you know, within the social boundaries that we have set up, right? And for so many people, that's just a a given. It's just a something that's there. It's 100%. Um, you know, there's there's no going against it. And then there's other people like those guys that realize these are just kind of rules that we put in place. Mm-hmm. And here's how we take advantage of this situation. You know, we know that LAPD and all the cops responding aren't going to have these kinds of weapons. So let's prepare for that situation. You know? Yeah, dude. It's gnarly. Mm-hmm. Um, I got another one for you guys. So, the Duke of Montauk, and Montauk is in France, I believe. Mm-hmm. Wait. Montauk or Montag? Montauk. 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 Montauk is, uh... Wait, I'm thinking of Montesquieu, which Fahrenheit is... Fahrenheit 451. Mm-hmm. No, Montesquieu is from Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Montague, yeah. Yes, go ahead. Continue, French. continue. French. But... So this guy existed in the mid-1700s, so this happened in 1749. Hot. He had a bet with... Good music around the time. Right? Bangers, dude. Fucking bangers. So this guy had a bet with another duke, and he said, I can, I bet that I can fill a theater with people based off of bullshit information. So I can, I can... He did a filibuster. Completely lie to these people and get them to fill a theater. 
And the guy was like, no, nah, it's bullshit. You're not going to be able to do that. And so Seven, he does. And 1749? Mm-hmm. Crazy. So he, does he puts out posters and he puts out flyers and he advertises and he lets people know, hey, King at Kong. this theater on this date, there's going to be a magician that shows up. And he's going to do crazy shit. He's going to turn into people in the crowd. He's going to pull people's names out. He's going to fucking turn shit into other shit. He's going to grow two dicks. He's going to do all this crazy shit. And then at the end of it, he's going to grow wings and he's going to fly the fuck away. So all this crazy shit that he said this guy was going to do. He manages to fill the theater and get a line going all the way outside around the fucking corner. There's hundreds of people waiting to see it. They all show up and he's standing there at the back. Smiling. Because he just won his bet. Because the magician got on. And he did the typical bullshit. And nothing happened. Homie got played. Homie got paid. Damn, bro. That's fucking nuts. Hard segue. Um, Dragon. Crew Dragon. Did you see that today? No. Tell me about it. So... A couple months ago, we saw, for the first time in a while, NASA allowed SpaceX to launch two humans into space on a Falcon 9 rocket. Um, I forget the date, but I think it was about 90 days ago, 93 days ago. And just today, around 4 p.m., 5 p.m., they undocked from the International Space Station... And they are now making their way in the Dragon capsule, once owned by NASA, still owned by NASA, operated and flown um, by SpaceX. It is rounding Earth, and it's making its way for um, re-entry and splashdown uh, tomorrow around 2 p.m. Eastern Time. So we've landed and came back. So they docked with the International Space Station. And now they're in the... Right now, Mm -hmm. as I'm speaking to you, they're in the dragon pod. They're in the pods. Yeah, two astronauts. That's so cool. Yeah. Can you imagine what they're thinking about right now? Probably nothing. Probably gotta take a shit, dude. Are they... Do you think they're awake right now? Yeah. I'm sure they sleep probably for like five hours. That's so cool. Yeah. They're probably just excited to fucking touch Earth. Dude. Get back to their families. Get back into gravity. Would, yeah, man. Yeah. I thought it was interesting just thinking about grounding uh, your feet when you come back or when you just go into like a different area. Yeah. Just uh, unload and deload on those little feetsies and kind of figure out what where you're at on Earth. Imagine you can't do that for 90 days. Can you imagine? I can't. I can't, dude. I have too much ADD. Too much. I... I move around so much that you guys ever seen Big Daddy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know when the kid takes a piss and Adam Sandler puts a newspaper onto the piss to cover it, and then the kid pisses the bed, and then the bed is covered in urine. So he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna put the whole L.A. Times or you know New York <laughs> Times on the goddamn you know bed sheet, and then the kid's not gonna move around. What does the kid do? The kid moves around in circles like a goddamn sea otter. And he just moves around in circles. That's me, dude. I can't sit still. If you tell me, hey, you got to be in this little box for 13 hours, I'm already freaking out 13 minutes in. Yeah. 13 seconds in, I'm fucking freaking out. I don't know how to sit still. Can't do it. So I can't imagine being 90, 90 days. days. The only time you can go outside is if you put a space suit on. Like, God. All right. I was uh, researching on uh, this kid. His name is Max Park. Max Park is the fastest uh, Rubik's Cube uh, champion in the U.S. It takes him 30 seconds to do a 5x5 Rubik's Cube. It takes him 3 seconds to 5 seconds to do a 3x3 Rubik's Cube. What the fuck? Dude, stupid fast. What the fuck? The kid has uh, autism. He's amazing. I love this guy. His name is Max Park. He's from uh, Cerritos, California. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's the world champion in the 4x4, 5x5, and the 3x5 in Rubik's Cube. 
he holds records in 4x4 and 5x5. This guy, um, when he was a kid, he didn't know how to show like expression or express anything. He didn't know how to connect with his family. He would just kind of do this curtain maneuver where he would just shut it on his family and not know how to talk to them. And then all of a sudden he grew interest in a Rubik's Cube that was hanging out in the living room. And he just learned how to fucking solve it within like five minutes. He was three. What? Shut up. No. Three. Three. I'm 29, and I still can't Dude, solve the Rubik's Cube. He's 17 or 18 now. I'm pretty sure I was slurring. He has words. the uh, emotional mind state of a eight-year-old, nine-year-old. Uh, but he's basically a grown man. He's, you know. But he knows how to break down a Rubik's Cube like that. The guy what is the fucking fuck? amazing. Put it this way. He has a world record one-handed breaking a Rubik's Cube down and figuring it out all sides for the rec- like a world record of like under 25 seconds. One-handed. So he knows how to solve a Rubik's Cube with his one hand under 25 seconds. <sighs> wow. But then again, that's also probably the only thing he's good at. He has autism. He has the... <laughs> Energy and emotional mind state of a fucking eight-year-old Billy. <gasps> yeah, that's all he's good at. That's fucking wild, though, dude. Jesus Christ, twenty-five. There's a couple seconds? things that a few of us that are only good at a few things. This guy is that not means, only just that good. Means he looks at he holds they put the it world in his record. Hand, right? He gets paid to do this one thing, and he owns houses, and he has the emotional mind state of a nine-year-old, dude. That they that means they put the <laughs> they put the Amazing. cube in his hand, one handed, and in less than thirty seconds he knows how to handle all he's that. He's done. He's done. I couldn't do it in days. His finger uh, like dexterability or whatever you call it. You know when you have autism, the one thing they always worried about is pointing. You can't. Most kids that have they can't point, right? They can't do all the. This kid, when he saw the world fastest Cuber at he the pointed. time, he pointed to him and said, I know that guy. He is this time. I'm going to beat it. And then, then his mom was like, oh, it's so sweet. Yes, of course. He went back to the hotel room that night. Beat it. beat it. And then he was so excited that he messaged the guy doing it and then fucking told him, eh, this is what I did. I beat you. And the guy was like, such a such a great guy. He was like, "Congratulations, that was awesome." You know, I'm so excited for you. Now, now we have a chance to compete. And then once he got a chance to meet Max, he was like, "This kid, this is all he he has, and he does it so well." And then if he loses, he breaks down and it crushes him. And he's like, "But I have other things. I have this. I have, I have a girlfriend. Yeah. I, have, I live this life. Is thing. This is but this is his. This is this kid's thing. Mm-hmm. But he." You know, he's so good at it. And if, if he doesn't, yeah. And so he's like, I'm just going to be the best friend of this kid. That's all. I don't even care nice. if he beats me. And he had all the records before Max came into this sport. And Max beat all of them. He beat all of them, not only in just like a day. He beat him in a weekend. And the guy was like, how the fuck? You know, that's the My he's, like, God. he's like, I get money for this stuff. And this kid just comes out of nowhere and does it in a weekend. One-handed. Fuck him. Yeah, you could say that he watched uh, YouTube videos, but it's like that's break, how he got famous. Let's he was break like, it down. his mom uh, said it was such a. He was like, the, it it was one of those things where Max looked at the guy who you know who, who congratulated him like like he was a hero, and when Max finally beat him, it was like his full confidence was able. It was like a, a different level where through the was, roof, you know, through the roof. And she's like, I wish sometimes what he meant to my kid because he is that good of a person. And the guy is so sweet that when Max destroys his record, the guy calls him and congratulates him. Damn. And even though he knows this, he like even though he knows he lost a lot of money <laughs> for losing that record, he still congratulates the kid and goes like, Hey man, congrats! You're, I'm so proud of you. 
you know, this is why you're going to be the the beast of this like sport. Thank you so much, you know. And the guy doesn't do it anymore. He's he's uh he's now in works in finance and Max is still holds all the records. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. You break it down, it's like pattern recognition algorithm. That's exactly what it is. And he knows how to handle all of it. He has it written down to a T. In the simplest way. And the mom was like, if you watch him, he, you can see him breaking all of it down in his head. Because they show you the cube one time before they let you go. Mm-hmm. They show it to you and you're allowed to pick it up and turn it around. And that's about it. And then they go, go. And, then you, and he's done. He's like, I just know. Jesus fucking Christ. He's like, I just know. I see everything. I plan it all down. I see once I do this, I do that. He's like, once I turn it over, I I tell my mom, I just know. I I can do this now. And he does it. So fast. It's amazing. Just that for babies. That's fucking wild. And that's one thing that I love about Dubrado 5. Guys, we haven't given any love to this whole fucking fucking episode, and I feel horrible. Uh, Dubrado 5 puts out so much effort. They're amazing. They just know how to reach you in so many different ways. But you know what? You can reach them at 805-421-9449. They, uh, they hook us up. With so much love. Um, All the love. Today, we got a fat, fat eighth of... What is Barry it? White. Barry. He knows how to lay it down on us. And uh, thank you so much for giving us that sweet, sweet nectar. Uh, Barry White, give them a call. Dubrado 5. Don't go to your fucking weed dispensary. Have them deliver it. Guys, listen. We're in the middle of a fucking quarantine here. If you want weed and you're in the middle of Ventura County... Be smart. Call Duper 805. Don't walk yeah. in. Don't deal with the lines. Don't get coughed on. Don't get touched. Any of that weird shit. Call these motherfuckers. They will deliver straight to your door. 805-421-9449. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to call it a night. Thank we you love you guys. Listening. You're amazing. We, we love you so much. Dude, so much. Shout out to Diogenes, Diogenes. Um, Diogenesis. Shout out to the Molasses Town that, you know what, we RIP'd and should not have gone into. But you know what? We pulled it on back. Shout out to you, Billy Tolls. Good stuff. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all have a wonderful night. Bye. Bye. Bye.